Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about letting justice prevail. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today is the 29th of August, 2022. I'm excited that we are almost into September, but also kind of sad because August was my birthday month. However, I'm glad that we are moving on in the month because that means we're getting closer and closer to the fall feasts of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I'm super pumped to be able to be observing them and hopefully doing them justice and doing them the way that would be pleasing to Adonai. Today's tour portion is Shaftim, which means judges. Deuteronomy chapter 16 to verse 18 to chapter 21 verse 9 is the Torah portion this particular week. And then we have the half Torah portion, which is Isaiah chapter 51, 12 to chapter 52, 12. And the Brit Hadashah, which is Matthew chapter 18, 15 to 20. This week's Torah portion is all about the appointment of the judges of Israel Because, you know, uh, Adonai is trying to prepare the Israelites for when Moses is no longer going to be the head of the Israelites and the Hebrew people. So he's promising him that he will actually be appointing a prophet in replacement of him and that other uh, judges will be appointed. Ones that will not be showing partiality or taking a bribe and will be having wise words and not distorting the words of, of the righteous. So actually really important portion of it. I actually thoroughly, uh, I actually enjoyed this Torah portion because it, he gives you strict instructions on what, um, he's looking for in judges, what he's also, uh, looking for when there are going to be, problems when there are people who are going to be breaking the law. If there is somebody who has murdered his neighbor, not out of hatred, but for an accident, he has the option to going to a city of refuge that is placed there specifically to keep them safe from those who want to avenge their family member's death. But if it was on purpose, then they're going to get stoned. Some of this, I think, is really hard to swallow if you don't have a true understanding of it. I was talking to my husband, and you know, one of its uh, one of the titles of of the Torah portion is uh, also "Purging Innocent Blood." In my Bible, that's one of the titles. I think it's for chapter twenty one. It's called "Purging Innocent Blood," and they talk about if they happen to find a dead person and nobody admits to having killed them, or if it was an accident or what, they have to figure out the whole dispute and and figure out how to um basically make it so that they have their 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 hands are clean from that person's death it's all very interesting i really encourage you to look into it i think i titled this particular podcast justice for all primarily because of the tour portion which has all to do with judges And how there are a lot of different rules in here talking about if you do find somebody who has murdered somebody out of hatred or, you know, has basically broken one of God's commands and and the commandment is to be stoned. One, there has to be at least two or three witnesses. 
And the other thing is, those witnesses are the first ones to start stoning him. And people say, well, that's pretty harsh. It's really not actually that harsh. Can you imagine being in that situation? You better be awfully sure that what you saw was a heinous crime committed against Adonai. And then you better be sure it happened. Because if they find that you lied, then you yourself will be stoned. So I think there's some serious accountability there that I think we miss when we just skim over and be like, oh my goodness, you know, Adonai basically told people to stone sinners left and right. That's not really what happened. It's almost like when they have um, a son, I know in another portion, isn't this portion, but another portion of the Torah where they talk about a son who is being dishonorable and disobedient to his parents. And if they find that he is guilty of that, they will take him out and stone him. I don't know about you, but I don't know too many parents who'd be willing to get their have their son or daughter stoned because of their disobedience. If anything, it, it motivates you to keep your child accountable and teach them in the way that they should go so that they don't depart from it, so that they don't get stoned for being disrespectful and being dishonorable. Now, I may get a lot of emails because of that, but that's just my understanding. Uh, another friendly reminder, I'm not a scholar, so this is just, just my point of view on, on reading the different portions. The portion for um, the Brit Hadashah, I also thought that was interesting. It's one that I think we think of, but sometimes it can also get skewed, and or it's not really done too much in the church, and I feel that it really should be. So it's Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 20. It says, now, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault while you're with him alone. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. So that's pretty straightforward, right? So if your brother has done something where you have found fault in what he has done and feel like he has sinned against you, instead of like publicly berating him in front of others, you take him aside alone no matter what the circumstances, you take him aside alone and say, hey, I feel like you have wronged me in this way. It's pretty simple and straightforward. Most of the time what you find in congregations nowadays, instead of when someone is offended, they'll simply leave. Instead of actually coming and being mature about it and talking, because why? Because in this day and age, we are very much, we do not know how to handle confrontation. So we just choose not to be confrontational, period. And just like everything else under the sun, there's a time and place for everything, which includes confronting somebody. And I think that this is very important. It's not about how you feel. It's not about how offended you are. The word of God tells you, if your brother has sinned against you, to go and show him his fault while you're with him alone. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he does not listen take with you one or two more. So they're telling you take witnesses so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may stand. So it's not a, he said, she said type of situation anymore. It's a, I have witnesses. Now you've chosen not to ask for forgiveness or repent for what you have done. I feel like you have done or said against me, but if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to Messiah's community. Now, if you're not part of Messiah's community and you're all, you're all by yourself, there's not very much accountability, is there? Why? Because you're all by yourself. You don't have anybody to be accountable to. 
You don't have anybody to to do this, biblically speaking. There's a reason Adonai wants us to be in community. It's it's to fellowship with one another, but also to keep us accountable. It's very difficult to stay accountable when you have no one to be accountable to. And if he refuses to listen even to Messiah's community, let him be to you as a pagan and a tax collector. Which is basically like they would treat them like lepers <laughs> back in the day. They didn't want anything to do with them, right? God told them not to have anything to do with them. Amen. I tell you, whatever you forbid on earth will have been forbidden in heaven. And what you permit on earth will have been permitted in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything they may ask, it shall be done for them by my father in heaven. A lot of people take that out of context. It's like, okay, if two of us agree, we should have a car. Then that's what's going to happen. That that's not what he's saying here. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. So that's the Brit Hadashah for this week. And I think that it really goes back to justice, right? How is it possible to get justice in a situation? Especially if you're alone. I, I always think of like these cop shows that I do, I'm not going to lie, I do enjoy watching. Where, you know, the cop would say, well, where were you, you know, between 10 a.m. and 2, 2 a.m. Or 2 p. 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. You know, Friday the 23rd of, I don't know, whenever. And they're like, well, I was at home sleeping. Well, is there anyone who could corroborate that? And it's like, well, if I live alone and I don't have any security cameras, then no, there's not really anyone who can corroborate that for it. So automatically they assume you're guilty, which I think is really not the right way to go about it, but it means you don't have an alibi. However, if you actually have witnesses taking account for something where someone has done uh, something that you feel is wrong and was a slight against you, then I think that there's justice in that. Now, that doesn't mean that you get to get your, you know, two closest buddies and beat up on somebody that you really don't like because you don't agree with something that they have to say. We are to treat each other the way we would like to be treated. So it doesn't mean, you know, I want you to take, you know, your two closest friends, you know, convince them that this other person has slighted you, and then you go before, you know, the judges and say, hey, uh, this person did this to me and they have not repented for it. More than likely, it's not going to work out in your favor. If they're a good judge, hopefully they'll see your uh, thought process from a mile away. Not always, but sometimes. I think it's hard for us because a lot of times our idea of justice does not line up at all with Adonai's justice. We are to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. That's in Micah, I believe. Either that or Malachi. I always get those two confused. And I think without mercy, sometimes justice really isn't necessarily justice. We need to, whenever we are seeking out justice, make sure that we are doing it for the right reasons and Hopefully that it lines up with whatever it is that the word of God is saying as well. Like I do sometimes, I'm going to read you once again. I get these things from Ann Elliott who does homeschooling Torah. And it's it's the news for Shaftim. Because she gives one every single week about the Torah portion. I thought it was really good. And I really do want to read it to you. She actually got it for Bibles uh, from uh, an article from Bibles for Israel, which she actually says. So 
Shavua Tov, this week's Torah portion is Shaftim, which means judges. In this week's Torah portion, we learn how important justice is from Adonai's perspective. Some time ago, I saved the following article from BiblesForIsrael.com because I thought it had so much good instruction for families. Deuteronomy 16, 18 says, Appoint judges, Shaftim in Hebrew, and officials, Shotrim, for each of your tribes in every town Adonai your God is giving you, and they shall judge, Shafat, the people fairly, Zedek, Mishpat, righteous judgment. God commanded Moses to instruct the people of Israel to appoint Shaftim, the judges, and Shotrim, officials, and in modern Hebrew, police officers, to rule at the gates of the city so that justice would prevail. The appointed leaders were expected to judge the people with fairness, equality, and wisdom. They were forbidden from perverting justice in any way, such as showing favoritism or taking bribes. See Deuteronomy 16.19. So important is the concept of justice that the Torah actually repeats the word twice for emphasis. Deuteronomy 16.20 says, Justice, justice shall you pursue, that you may live and possess the land Adonai your God is giving you. All crimes were to be investigated thoroughly, and the death penalty was issued upon the testimony of two or three witnesses. In fact, it was to be the hands of the witnesses that would throw the first stones at the one accused of the crime, and then the rest of the people of Israel would stone the criminal to death. Why such harsh judgments? To purge the evil from among the community. Deuteronomy 17, 7 and 12. God wants justice and peace to prevail in Israel. The question many of us ask ourselves is, what about the gray areas? How do we judge rightly, especially in situations that are not specifically addressed in God's word? In the beginning, in the perfect garden of Eden, humankind was never designed to carry the burden of judgment. God was the only judge. Adam and Eve, or Hava, did not look down at themselves and say, Oh dear, we are naked. That is terrible. Shameful. Not until they disobeyed God and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil did they receive this burden which you can read in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. Eve wanted to have supernatural wisdom like God, therefore she ate from the tree that gave her knowledge of good and evil, which was meant to be restricted to God's domain. Now we continue to bear the burden of Adam and Eve's choice. Most often, we don't judge with supernatural wisdom. We look in the mirror and judge ourselves as ugly, imperfect, or shameful, usually reflecting back at ourselves the judgments of others or the measurements we are using to judge others. We look at the actions of others and judge them as wrong, bad, or evil. Being judgmental and critical of ourselves and others was never in God's perfect plan for us. Yeshua said in Matthew 7, 1, Do not judge or you too will be judged. But does this mean that we never make any kind of judgment about anything or anyone? Of course, this would not only be impossible, but foolish. Yeshua was merely warning us that instead of casting judgment on all those around us, we should first examine ourselves. His very next words are, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take that speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Matthew 7, 2-5 Yeshua is not telling us to never make any kind of judgment. He only warned us against the hypocritical, self-righteous judging of others. So often we judge others for the very same thing we ourselves are doing. I myself can attest that this is true for myself. We tell our children to obey us as their parents, but then they see us not obeying the authority over us. Or we tell them to have a good attitude, and then they hear us complaining. 
There is a righteous kind of judgment that we are expected to exercise carefully. John 7, 24 says, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. We need to make wise and discerning righteous judgments. Nevertheless, Yeshua warned us that just as we give out judgment toward others, so will we be judged ourselves. If we judge others harshly, expecting absolute perfection, being impossible to please, this will return back on our own heads. However, if we judge righteously, but balanced with mercy, then we will also receive mercy and grace in our time of need. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. In the end, God is the only perfectly righteous and just judge over all the earth. Only he can achieve that perfect balance between justice and mercy. But through prayer and holiness, we can move toward his righteousness as we judge ourselves and others. Through the wisdom of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, whose judgment is right, just, and true, we may exercise discernment between good and evil, knowing when to be open to outside influences and when to be closed, in order that we may be holy vessels for him. And I don't know about you, but there are times when I'm walking down the street and I will judge someone based on their appearance. And it tells us right there, we're not to do that. And it's a terrible thing to do. Why? Because we judge ourselves based on our appearance. And so it's something that I've worked very hard not to do. Now, am I perfect in that? Absolutely not. Just like everyone else, you know, they always say first impressions are the most important. Why? Because we judge people based on our first interactions with them, right? I know time and time again, I've had in my life growing up, especially people thought that I was a snob, not because I thought that I was better than them. I was just shy and I didn't want to talk to anybody outside of my inner circle because I didn't, I was scared and I, I was timid and I did not want to speak to people I did not know. That did not make me a snob, but that was the first impression that many people got from me simply because I was shy. How many times can you think of in your own life where people have gotten the wrong impression of you? And so I would just encourage each of us, including myself this week to let justice prevail in our own lives and with each other. Let us be gracious and merciful as Yeshua is gracious and merciful with us. Let us choose to only give out justice in a way that is pleasing to Adonai. So if it lines up with the word of God, then great. Otherwise, let us be kind to one another and choose to love each other the way that Adonai will want us to love ourselves. Because she, and you know, Anne's right. So many times do we lash out at other people because of our own issues, our own hurts and hangups, our own shortcomings. You know, if you look in the mirror and all you see is somebody ugly looking back at you, you tend to look at the world with that tinted view as well. So I would encourage you this week to open up your eyes to what God has to show you. Ask him to show you how to only be righteously justified in all of your actions to look at those with love and to treat others the way that you would like to be treated. Cause that's really what it comes down to. You cannot possibly give justice to others when you haven't even chosen to give justice to yourself. If that makes any sense, hopefully you understand what I'm saying by that. Love yourself 
love your families, love everyone that you come in contact with, and pray for those maybe that you haven't come in contact with. Pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of the Middle East, Lord. You know, I, I myself slack in that area. I have a hard time if it's not right in front of me, you know, out of sight, out of mind type of mentality. And, you know, I pray for God's will to be done in those situations. But I also pray that, that Adonai's justice would prevail in all situations around the world. But sometimes we have to help the Lord along. And as long as we are doing so biblically, and we're biblically minded, and there isn't some sort of hidden ulterior motive, whether conscious or subconsciously, I think that we will hopefully make the world that we live in a better place for all of those involved. Love yourself, love your children, love your family, love everyone you come in contact with. I feel like I've said that already. And as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic that addiction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Yivireka Kadonai, Marish Mareka, Yairdonai Panavaleka Vehuneka, Yisadonai Panavaleka Vehasimleka, Shalom. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Hashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you have a blessed week. Remember to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God this week. And hopefully you will tune in again next week. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is an Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica LaCasse, and it should have a button right there to say leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.